Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another installment of Divination Horror Stories. This is about for about days. Hey, good uh, evening. Yes, good evening. It's five o'clock. What's up? Nothing much. Got a new story for you. Actually, a couple of short stories. Do you? Does it have anything to do with the fact that I went off on the entire wisdom community yesterday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, we're not. We're not to go there. So, what? What is this? What are the stories today? Today's story is the emperor's smartest concubine. And this one is near and dear to my heart. Not based on real life, but based on dream life. It may not be real, it may not. It may be, who knows. But the emperor's smartest concubine. The lady picked for looks, undervalued in smarts, given honor in the sights of others, cursed in secret. Sent to make her... Sent to make her family proud, doomed to be stuck on the hamster wheel of performance. Once they found her smarts, they threatened to demote her to the asylum of addiction. The emperor has reached across his realm. There is nowhere to run or go back to, and to go back is to die. To go forward is an empty cycle, feeling as if there is nothing left. What isn't seen is the blood of this lady glows, protected by the gods, guarded in spirit and able to conquer all obstacles, mutable, changeable, valued in all pursuits, oracle blood. So begins the story of the lost daughter. And this was inspired by listening to a tarot card message and going to sleep. Now, the dream that inspired it was based on a real life horror story. Really? Did you want milk in it? A real life horror story. Mm-hmm. Being resilient and coming through some really, really dark moments. Mental health struggles, crisis, all of these things. So, I have a particularly odd trauma that's based around work and how I work and what I was working for. That trauma made a whole book note-worthy piece. Hello, Paul. How you doing down there? Hello. Thanks for listening in. It's just based on, realistically, this is me taking my PTSD symptoms and turning them into art so that I can transform them into something else and remove them from my body. I'll let y'all know how the experiment goes by the end of it. But so far, it's pretty okay. Found some fire. Found inspiration. I found something in the base of my soul that said, hey, you survived. Now keep going. And another one that popped into my head that I had to wake up and write about. about. It's called Anastasia. The lost daughter kept in secret, understood to be dead, the last of the royal blood, the last that breathed on earth, the last of the astrologer, astrologica, interpreter of the stars, 
able to see the messages in the, the stars, the cards, and the numbers from the blood of the oracle. I feel like the blood of the oracle will be a really dope band name or a good name for a song. That piece was found in listening to every other word or every word that stuck during a divination and writing it down. I was playing a Mad Lib game. And a lot of times when I'm getting out of odd situations, I play Mad Libs. When I get lost, I pick a color and I follow it. The color blue is usually the easiest one or green. And you'll come back to a point that's a safe space or you'll actually find where you're going. And it brings about the idea that all who wander aren't lost. We may be wandering about trying to figure out this whole sequence of events. But we may not be lost. Maybe. So what's on your mind today? Um... No, I just, uh, I had a really great, uh, number eight day yesterday. Can you tell me about it? Well, it's, uh, number eight is a, is a day of power, money, and fame, and, um, I definitely, I definitely, I think so, thank you. I, um, I was able to express myself and, um, really... Um, get some things off my chest and uh, and I'm continuing to try to get people to understand that they need to stop praising me and, and trying to tell me I'm a hero and Jesus and all this other stuff like that and I think I somewhat made my point even though um, I gained more followers after that so I don't know what the heck that's all about <laughs> numeral 8 oh I just had an affirmation pop up my greatest strength is the strength of my character. Yes. I, I can agree with that. I can get on board with that about Sicily. Because I just show up. Whether I do well or do bad, I just show up. Hi, Johnny. How you doing? Hello, sir. Listening in to some of the divination horror stories. Johnny Rico, that's the um, <laughs> the character from from Starship Troopers, Roughnecks. Hooah! <laughs> 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 gonna kill some bugs. Gonna kill some bugs, Johnny Rico. <laughs> I might watch that after I get off. I've been in a little bit of a a lull of mood, but. An interesting thing I wanted to bring up is is how we're told that divinations and these tools are just hogwash, right? But then people expect you to follow them in parables. And when you don't get the parable correct or you don't see the correct meaning in the parable, now you're trouble. Now you're the kill switch. And it's like, huh. <sighs> Maybe if you spoke in plain English and let me know what I was walking into, it wouldn't be such a big deal. Yeah. Um, and that's an interesting thing, too, about even if the situation um, that, like, uh, you know, like even... If you, if it's, it's if it's something that might be a taboo thing that people are asking you to do, if they at least approach you clearly about what it is, you can at least make the decision from there rather than being lured into something or tricked, right? Right. Because that's the screwed up part of it. Because give you an opportunity to make a decision for yourself, and then if they gonna kidnap you, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> Because some some people possess that kink where they have the kidnapping kink. They have the idea of wanting to be abducted. 
But you kind of got to let people know what's going on. Hey, Brady. How you doing? Welcome, welcome. Oh. Hey, what's up, Brady? Let's take a color. Let's see what you're talking about today. What's up, dudes? I actually have a novel. I don't know if it, how novel. It's it's novel. A novel method of divination. And it's one of my favorite things to do. We did it yesterday. And it's where you blow a bunch of smoke out or you burn some incense, something like that, inside a dark room. And then you flash a laser through it. And you try to take a photograph of the laser passing through the smoke. And you get this really beautiful cross section of the smoke plume, right? And within the smoke plume, you can see demonic faces, all kinds of different ghosts. We saw a ghost lady with a ghost cat, um, all kinds of eyes, animals, aliens, all kinds of cool imagery comes. Even you could even say letters and symbols, you know, uh, comes out of the smoke plumes. And that's a really fun uh, way of divination. I call it ghost photography. <laughs> You know there is a actual name for that. What? Capnomancy. Is it called? What is it? Capnomancy. Capnomancy, huh? Uh, smoke divination. Is that what it means? Mm-hmm. Oh, using capno- the lines and smoke. I like that capnomancy. Yeah, I think that's really cool. It's also known as libanomancy. L I B A N O Mancy. Lebanomancy. Spelled like the word Lebanon, right? Lebanomancy. Mm-hmm. Lebanomancy. Ah, interesting. Okay. So what do y'all Oh yeah. Channelers. <laughs> so what do y'all think about some of these channelers? Is this a legit form of divination? Um I've had I'm going to say right away that uh, F no. Um, there's some people who who always talk about spirits around them and spirit this and spirit that, especially some of the wisdomers that I know about, and I just happen to know they're full of ish. I don't like them. I don't like a lot of them. I feel like a lot of people have the idea that they can channel but they're skewed by human presence or swayed by the information they already know. And a lot of times it can become like newscasting. They did their research before they came to you. And now they will give you this message based on the information they know versus purely on spot going gung ho into, Hey, Let's read this story. Let's hear this. Yeah, I, I think that's some of it too. I think they're masters of Google. Mm-hmm. Google me, baby. It, there, there might the one way that it could be somewhat legitimate is the idea that they are removing their self personality and. And by kind of imagining an imaginary character to play, they're able to come up with maybe more creative ideas than they would have been able to come up with in their normal state of mind. It's kind of like wearing a mask or pretend being a character. But I think that would be more intellectually honest than claiming they are contacting extra dimensional spirits. You know, somebody brought up something really interesting to me. Uh, Cicely, tell me if this was you, about how you realized that um, some of the um, the entities and things like that are really just manifestations of your own subconscious mind that seem to be disembodied or separate from you. Was that you? Yes. That's me, too. I, 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 did you read the study, Cicely? They did a study. On... Recently, to find out um, what was going on with these entities, and so they asked them a series of questions. That you know, they had their channelers, and what they did was they, they did some psychedelics or whatnot. They got into the, their channel mode, and they started asking some questions to the uh, entities, and they noticed that the entities weren't very good at answering complex math questions. <laughs> or answering any questions that the person who's channeling would not be able to already know. 
Um, and so the conclusion they came to that is that yes, in fact, these are split personalities within our consciousness that have a very different kind of uh, personality, maybe than our normal waking personality. It's like it's like a, a it's like a maybe even a healthy form of schizophrenia. A healthy form a healthy. of schizophrenia. That's wild. Something that's been demonized and set out to be a very bad and dangerous thing. They're now finding might actually be a healthy perception. That's interesting. But it is a bit like playing with fire because, uh, and that's how a kind of a lot of novel things in biology are, you know, say you want better eyesight. Well, there's a biological price to pay for better eyesight. Say you want to be able to learn faster. Well, there's a biological price to pay for learning faster and all of these different techniques and methods of, uh, biology have their benefits and their, uh, side effects. Hmm. Talk about a horror story, <clears throat> but that does make sense because people have reported when they lose their sight that their uh, extrasensory organs kick in and benefit that. So it's a trade, even trade off. Their hearing becomes a lot clearer because they're not focused primarily on sight. So do you have any cool divination stories? Like, uh, I mean, I have so many cool stories about just doing tarot readings, you know, so many of these tarot readings are just so insightful and life changing and inspiring for some people. It's, it's, I have such a good time doing it. I do it for free. I do free tarot readings at all of my events. I'm a musician and a party host. So I host karaoke game night, that kind of thing. And I do live music too. And I'll do free henna and free tarot at all the shows. And it's a good time. It's a, I love doing it. It's like a cool, easy, free thing you can do for your fellow humans. Well, I just took out one of my tarot decks. So I'll tell you a horror story in the cards now. <laughs> Excellent. This is so cool. Excellent. Yeah. You want to hear a horror story? Let's I got do it. one. I want to hear a horror story. And I hear you shuffling those cards. Let's hear it. Okay. This is my Disney villain deck. And the first card as I was shuffling that just flew out was justice. Justice being served. So let's go deeper. And what type of justice is there? Ooh, the next card is the devil. And then the six of wands. The nine of wands in reverse. And the page of coins. It tells the story of the justice being served, seeing devilish actions. And the nine of wands is pretty much the manifester. A manifestation of justice through emotion with the page of cups. And it's crossed by the king of coins. The king of coins is over the justice and the devil card. So apparently this was the villain, so to speak. And when we get to the nine of wands, we have the eight of coins in reverse. So this horror story is about this king of coins losing all of their opportunities. And the Four of Swords going into deep reflection about where this money came from. So the story I'd like to tell is the one of the Gilded King expecting to see all of his riches and backfiring stories to go as they see fit, but not realizing that justice comes into play. And when I think of justice, I think of divine righteousness, the balance in the world, the dark to the light, the neutralizers. Wow. So, this king, hmm? so this king 
And I'm just going to send you my one of my sites so you can see where, like, videos and, like, some of my people that we play with over there once in a while. But it's just one of those things, like, I'm kind of lazy about, like, recruiting members because I don't have to. <laughs> so I just, like, so I have people coming in there, like, whenever. But, um, but it's cool, though, because I have the space. It's, like, quiet. It's chill. It's in its own little section over there. And it's not, like, it's not fancy, but it's, like, a real, like, fighter's gym. But, like, it's, but it's just a cool little spot. Yeah. And I really yeah. want to start doing more yoga there because I haven't done a whole lot of that with, like, students yet. And I've been, I've been practicing for 15 years, yeah. So anytime, like, if you find a time that you know that you're like, this is a time that I can do yoga, then it'll probably even help me to do, like, a regular yoga practice there because I just do it randomly whenever, so. Oh, you're not on mute. I thought you were talking to me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. And um, I'm over here agreeing, like, yeah, let's go. Well, let's do it. <laughs> I'm sorry, listen, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to listen to your story. Okay. I'm multitasking, but I, I shouldn't. Um, all right, here we go. The next player on the board is the King of Wands, the Magician. And in this deck, it's Jafar. So the king of coins employed the king of wands to work his magic. But what he was not aware of was the page of swords, the truth bringer, to balance out this five. Wait, the page of swords is the, tr you say truth bringer? Mm-hmm. Now let me ask you a question, because I know that they're intimately con connected and related but is this from the tarot or from uh, astrology? This is from tarot. This is right along the lines of the divination. And so this four of coins is being balanced out by this page of swords, the truth teller. And on a reshuffle, we get the three of coins. Okay. Yeah. The King of Cups. Oh, we have another player on the board and the Three of Swords. So the mm. Three of Coins brought about this King of Cups. Let me ask you a question real quick before you continue, because I'm going to start taking notes. But what are all of the – let me let me take a few – and I know I could probably go get I, – I probably should. I, I should probably go over to that um, – that Barnes and Nobles that's by the uh, the Linhaven Mall that I was at before where I saw that black tarot deck, but with the one that had the Capoeira characters in it. Mm -hmm. um, but what are the different like the the what are the different um, what do you what would you call them houses symbols like there's coins there's swords like what are those called? Those are the suits of the houses like suits. there you go suits okay there you go mm -hmm. suits that's what i thought okay so there's swords there's coins what else what else we got cups and wands cups. okay and there's only four of them then Mm-hmm. okay just like the playing cards have only four yep all right so there we go there's one point of, of of a pattern that i can see that i can get along with okay so swords coins cups and wands cool thank you all right mm -hmm. three of coins I'll actually read the upright version out of this deck of Three of Coins. Can you give me a review of, like, the the different personalities of the suits? I know, like, I think, like, sword is action, cups is emotion, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Pinnacles or coins are money, and wands okay. are of... Yeah. And the wands are of magic, so water Will, ambition action. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've also yeah. described. I've also heard the cups being described as water, as the elemental modality. Swords being fire in modality. Pentacles. So, what about would cups also maybe be like, um, like nutriment, like nutrition, or something like that, or could it be sustenance, maybe? I've heard of it energy. as emotion. Coins, coins would, that would be coins. Because that would be mm -hmm. like an energy. Oh, the yeah, because money you can buy food with. Okay, okay, I got you. Where was it? Okay, so you have water, earth, fire, and wands are air. 
And in the upright, the three of coins, just as Scar has help from his hyena henchman, the three of coins is a reminder that success often depends on your ability to collaborate and cooperate. So, with this story so far, the king of coins is trying a backwards money deal, so to speak, using devilish energy to bring about a transformation. The Page of Cups brings some form of water or emotional modality and loses in its game. He employs the King of Wands for this Four of Coins in the upright, which represents happiness and stability at home, professionally, and within your treasure chest. Things are coming together nicely. Focus on building building solid foundations that will set you up for long-term success. But this plan was foiled again because the Page of Swords brought truth, which brings this King of Cups a heartbreak with the Three of Swords. And the Three of Swords has often been described as the truth that hurts like a bitch but sets you free. And I'll pull one final card to see strength in reverse. Hmm. So, the strength is one of the major arcana cards. And in the upright, though you, well, in reverse, when reversed, the strength represents an unhealthy or unbalanced relationship with leadership. Madame Medusa isn't particularly nice to Brutus and Nero. And this eventually backfires on her when the crocodiles change their allegiance. If you find yourself feeling powerless or dejected, this card is a reminder that you have power in this situation, more power in this situation than you think you do. Pick yourself up and be brave. If that isn't a short horror story, I don't know what is. So what do you guys think? I like the part about the truth that hurts so bad but sets you free. That's relatable. Oh, it's better yeah. to be kicked with the truth than kissed with a lie. Right. That, that's happened to me for sure in my life. Like, I've had one major kick of truth, and I wish I didn't have to have it, but it definitely has changed me for the better interestingly enough but i just i would never have thought but it's unfortunate it's a very conflicting thing very very conflicting yeah because it brings about a a eye-opening tower moment in the tower card i like to joke about because it's number seven in the deck and i'm a life path seven that anything built not built on solid foundation crumbles. I'm interested to see the final. I'm doing a reshuffle and I'm going to pull one card to see what the outcome of this situation with this King of Coins is. See if it's actually a horror story or it becomes something better. King of Coins. So, so... <clears throat> You have uh, the wands, air, swords, fire, coins, earth, and cups, water, right? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm just organizing these things. I'm going to make some some crazy magic with this now. Just these concepts of of what yeah. those are, because um, it's uh, and I'm I'm going to start to connect these like really deeply to um the the subjects that I have the like the the main subjects that are in the, you know, the natural sciences, I'm going to see how I can match those up to math, physics, um, chemistry, and biology. Hmm. That would be an interesting tarot deck. Hey, I'm I'm about to start some work today on my dojo project. And if you could give me some guidance on that through the cards, that'd be sick. Okay. Let's see. But the outcome of this story, this horror story, is actually a horror story because the one card I pulled 
was death. <laughs> nice. See, I see death as a, death, death when I, I tell people this all the time. When you pull the death card, it's not necessarily the bad, a bad thing. You just got to look at the situation that we're talking about through the lens of death. Now, this can mean that something that is no longer serving you goes away and makes room for something new to come in. It could mean that something is gone forever, like totally gone, like it used to be the thing and now it ain't there anymore. And that's what it means, you know. And that can be all kinds of things outside. It doesn't mean that you're going to die every time you draw that card. And like when you get the devil card, you know, the devil card, like it's going to be okay. This just represents the idea of the adversary, of something coming against you like the storm you know uh you could even distill it all the way down to entropy itself maybe you know uh, but any but that's any, either like very in, that's either very intuitive you or you've learned that because i think those are very close to what those things actually represent like that like in numerology the numeral nine can represent death itself just depending on where it's placed but it usually represents the death of something in a metaphor metaphorical sense the ending of things or completion like even finishing a project for example hmm. and that it really lines up too um but what is your question about your dojo well i'm getting started I'm doing it all by myself. I need some help. Where can I find some good help? Mm. Where, where should I build my network? My plan right now is just go to the park, start doing it for free, and just uh, showing people what's up. <laughs> and, That's how I first um, started. Yeah. Cool. And so, Brady, while she's doing that, I'm going to get my, um, my rune stones, and I'm going to do a reading while she's working on that. Um, and I'm going to place the thought into it that says the the issue is Brady's the success of the successful creation of Brady's dojo. So that's how I'm going to word it. The issue is the successful creation. Yeah, we got a double divination going on, guys. This is the uh, this is a first for me, man. I'm I'm stoked. Y'all are the best. <laughs> this is way too cool. <laughs> this is my, y'all are my kind of people. There's a guy that uh, I think is so cool. I sold him a piano one time, and he's got this cool religion here in town, like this cool little, I don't know what it is, but it's like its like a neo-Egyptian, um, like, like African-Egyptian religion. Like they're doing like sound healing and stuff on each other, like laying hands on each other in a completely non-Christian context. It's more of like an Egyptian kind of mystical context and this guy is like so cool he's like a plant nerd and he's he's trying to grow some cool mushrooms in his garden and stuff he sends me some cool stuff every now and then i need to reach out to this guy and invite him to call in because i really want to know more about his practice but where are y'all at okay well firstly we have the eight of cups in reverse and this reads as reverse the eight of cups indicated indicates that you have a tough choice to make something in your life has reached a tipping point will you keep spending energy on this or is it time to move on only you know the answer trust your gut feeling and that I is a complicated down i got to set the controller down man <laughs> mm. just set the controller down i'm getting busy I, there's things i should be doing right now but we can still keep hanging keep, keep going on when the judgment the next card is judgment when the judgment is drawn in a tarot reading it indicates you're nearing the end of a long important journey while this could refer to the conclusion of a big project in your life such as building a house or obtaining a dream job. It usually refers to more personal, a per, more personal inner journey. Take some time to reflect on the steps that will lead you to where you want. Take some time to reflect on the steps that led you where you are now. Appreciate the lessons you've learned along the way and make peace with any missteps you've taken. And then that's accompanied by the King of Coins in the upright. The king of coins is passionate about business and wealth management, and he, is, he has the experience 
and the skills to back it up. Like Prince John, he loves his money, material comforts, and the finer things in life. If this card is drawn in a tarot reading, it's about money or business. It's a positive sign denoting success and abundance. Then you have the Ace of Swords coming behind that. Upright, the Ace of Swords represents breakthroughs and bright ideas. You're feeling the creative and inspired. You're feeling creative and inspired to brainstorm your next great scheme. This is a time to strategize and come up with dedicated plans to accomplish your goals. And the last is the Six of Cups in reverse. One second. Six of Cup in reverse. Nostalgia right. is in the air and it could be clouding your thinking. While reminiscing about the past can help you appreciate the present, keep in mind it is easy to romanticize old connections and events. Enjoy the trip down memory lane, but don't get so swept up in it in the memories that you lose your realistic perspectives. Damn, that was specifically helpful. Like every single card was like inspiring and it resonated with the situation especially that last one i'm like it's like the cards were reading my mind from far away it's, a it's the energy in the room hakeem what it is what you got all right so i'm first of all i'm going to be doing something new now which is i'm taking a well i've always been taking photos of the um uh, of all of the reading, the the, uh, the 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 stone. Oh my gosh! What am I saying? Hi, Rudy. The, the, the rune casting. Hi, Rudy. The rune castings that I do. But now, what I'm doing is I'm going to be putting them up on like a like a Facebook page or on Twitter with like a designator, so that it doesn't necessarily identify. Um, well, actually, this doesn't matter because this is a recorded room, so I can be like this. This is the issue is the successful foundation of Brady Crow's dojo, and then just put the and make and just put the photo there, and so that I have reference to it later. So now here's what this is. It looks like all of these are upright um, as far as the stones go, um, and so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put this on. Yeah, this is gonna be fun. Check this out. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna yo, you, you guys, Cicely, you just inspired me, um, for something that that's gonna be a completely new creation now. So on Twitter, all I'm gonna do is put this on there, and it's just gonna say, um, the issue is a successful creation of of uh, BC's dojo, right? And so, oh yeah, and then I'm gonna link the the, the photo. Ooh, this is gonna be so cool. Okay, let me just let me just read the uh, divinations about this now. So the first one, and this is a five rune spread. How many cards did you pull? How many cards did you pull, Cicely, for that reading? I pulled six. No. Oh, six? Three, four, five. Okay, so I'm also doing a five. I usually only do a five rune spread. So the first one is the overview of the situation. And the overview of the situation is called Othila, O-T-H-I-L-A. So I don't know, Brady, if you want to write that down. But Othila, O-T-H-I-L-A, also in English means separation. So this is the overview of the situation. So let's see, overview of the situation. <clears throat> and it's upright. And it says, separation, retreat, inheritance. This is a time of separating paths. Old skins must be shed, outmoded relationships discarded. When you receive this rune, a peeling away is called for. Part of the cycle of initiation, Othila is a rune of radical severance. The appropriate action here is submission and, quite possibly, retreat, knowing how and when to retreat and possessing the firmness of will to carry it out. Real property is associated with Otilla, for it is the rune of acquisition and benefits. However, the benefits you receive, the inheritance, may be derived from something you must give up. 
This can be particularly demanding when what you are called upon to abandon is some aspect of your behavior, a part of your cultural inheritance. For then you must look closely at what until now you have proudly claimed as your birthright. Whether it is your attachment to your position in society, to the work you do, or even to your beliefs about your own nature, the separation called for will free you to become more truly who you are. So that's the overview of the situation. That's position one. My grandma just passed away, and like right before she did, she donated a bunch of money to my dojo cause, and it's like hanging on me to like gotta make this happen but i've been smoking cigarettes and i need to stop smoking cigarettes dude it just doesn't make any sense it's like the dumbest thing and that's hard uh, that's hard there's very little excuse for me to not stop so that's a good one man i'm gonna empty out all my ciggies into a pack like i initially planned on doing well here's a suggestion here's a suggestion from a hypnotist just reduce them just slowly that's what so, I've been doing. It works great. It works great. It really does. So, yeah. So, for example, if you're smoking, like just an example, if you're smoking 20 cigarettes a day, then then you do that, and then next week go to go to maybe uh, 15, you know, and so then he, he, or every day you can ooh. reduce them by one if you want to, you know. Like I don't know how many you're smoking, but you just have to gradually reduce how many you're smoking in a day, and this is like one of the. Yeah, you can change I, I, it. I actually just... do. I, I take uh, cigarettes and I empty them out completely, and I pack them back full of mullein, which is a very good herb to smoke. It actually has some good benefits for your lungs. And then okay. at the very end of the cigarette, I put a little tobacco in the very end of the cigarette, okay. and then I smoke there that. There you go. Well, that's it. I mean... Yeah, you get just a little little punch of nicotine at the beginning that kind of uh, saturates the whole cigarette. And then yeah. um, you get the cool feeling of blowing the smoke and the meditative kind of just going outside for a moment kind of thing. And uh, very slowly, it becomes very easy to let go of. And you find yourself doing it less and less. And then you just let go. And I've come so close so many times. And uh, I appreciate that, man. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's how it is. All right. So the next one is... In, of your rune casting here is called the challenge. So the challenge is is in the ancient uh, uh, Viking language. The Nordic is manas in the runes, and it means the self. And so this is the challenge. The cha challenge is the self. And so this is the second one here for you. And it's also upright. And it says the self. The starting point is the self. Its essence is water. Only clarity, willingness to change, is effective now. A correct relationship to yourself is primary, for it, for from it flow all possible right relationships with others and with the divine. Remain modest. That is the oracle's counsel. Regardless of how great may be your merit, be yielding, devoted, and moderate, for then you have a true direction for your life. Be in the world, but not of it, and yet do not be clothed, narrow, or judging. Rather, remain receptive to impulses flowing from the divine within and without. Strive to live the ordinary life in a non-ordinary way. Remember, at all times, what is coming to be and passing away, and focus on that which abides. Nothing less is called for from you now. This is a time of major growth and rectification. And, as a rule, rectification must come before progress. The field is tilled before the seed is planted. The garden is weeded before the flower blooms. And the self must know stillness before it can discover its true song. Instead of seeking credit for accomplishments or for focusing on results, be content to do your task for the task's sake. Herein lies the secret of experiencing a true present. If you take the rune of the self and cut it down the middle, you will see the rune for joy, which is with its mirror image. The, here, 
There is a subtle caution against carelessness. The self is required to balance the self. Nothing in excess was the second phrase written above the gateway to the temple at Delphi. The first counsel was know thyself. So the second is nothing in excess. The first is know thyself. And so that's the challenge. The challenge is the self. Nothing in excess. That's your challenge. Nothing in excess. Part two. two. Now. Dude, you're just going to trip you out, Hakeem. Like, as you're, like, reading this to me, I'm, like, slicing this piece of foam down the middle to create, like, a prototype for some one of my devices. And it's just, like, the perfect prayer to listen to, like, while I'm doing it. And I have a giant machete in my hand, <laughs> like a razor sharp machete. So it's just like, <laughs> you have no idea. Like it's just so, it, it's like the universe is speaking to me directly through you right now. It's the coolest thing. All right. Uh, third one here is called course of action called for. Um, they have a similar shape. Course of action called for is IHWAS, which is the, is movement. So this is a course of action called for, movement. I think it's fascinating how these things lined up. A course of action called for, and, it, and it, it's movement. That's very, very interesting. Um, let me take a so movement. Course of action called for. This is one of the major things to pay attention to. I always say that there's a few of them that you should really pay attention to, and it's usually this one and the last one. Um, this is the course of action called for. Um, and this is, again, movement or IHWAS. And it says, movement, progress, the horse. Iowas is a ruin of transit, transition and movement, of physical shifts, new dwelling places, new attitudes or new life. It also signifies movement in the sense of improving or bettering any situation. There is about this rune a sense of gradual development and steady progress, with the accompanying notion of slow growth through numerous shifts and changes. This could apply to the growth of a business or to the development of an idea. A relationship may need to undergo changes if it is to live and grow. Moral effort and steadfastness are called for when you draw movement, another of the cycle runes. Let it be said this way. As I cultivate my own nature, all else follows. This rune's symbol is the horse, and it signifies the bond between horse and rider. Bronze Age artifacts show a horse drawing the sun across the sky. Here, Ihuaz is saying, you have progressed far enough to feel a measure of safety in your position. Now it is time to turn again and face the future reassured prepared to share the good fortune that comes your way. The sharing is significant since it relates to the sun's power to foster life and illuminate all things with its light. That's your call, course of action call for. <clears throat> the next one. one. Go ahead. Yeah. Next one is sacrifice. I'm going to add that the foam that I'm cutting up is totally recycled. So that goes back to the Temple of Delphi, which is a fact that I did not know. I was not, a, I, I don't think I've ever heard that before. All right. Fourth one, which is the second to last. You're welcome. And this is uh, sacrifice. And sacrifice comes in the teaching of Ansu's, which is signals. Signals. You're being signaled to sacrifice. Signals. So what is this here? What are our signals? Let's take a look. Signals counsels you to messenger rune, the god Loki. This is your sacrifice. The keynote here is receiving Mess receiving messages, signals, gifts. Even a timely warning may be seen as a gift. The message may be that of a new life unfolding. New lives begin with new connections, surprising linkages that direct you onto new pathways. Take care now to be especially aware during meetings, visits, chance encounters, particularly with persons wiser than yourself. When the messenger rune brings sacred knowledge, you are truly blessed. 
Loki is the ancient trickster from the pantheon of the Norse gods. He is the Hayoka of the Native Americans, a mocking shadow of the Creator God, as well as the bringer of benefits to humankind. He is a reminder that even scoundrels and arch-thieves can be the bearers of wisdom. When you draw this rune, expect the unexpected. The message is always a call, a call to new life. Ansu's is the first of the thirteen runes that make up the cycle of initiation, runes that focus directly upon the mechanism of self-change, and as such, addresses our need to integrate unconscious motive with conscious intent. Drawing Ansu's tells you that connection with the divine is at hand. It is a signal to explore the depths, the foundations of life, and to experience the inexhaustible wellspring of the divine in your nature. At the same time, you are reminded that you must first draw from the well to nourish and give to yourself. Then there will be more than enough to nourish others. A new sense of family solidarity invests this room. All right. And that was a sacrifice. And then finally, the one that really makes the most sense to me is the new situation evolving. Right, so you have the the three that I really look at are the overview of the situation, the course of action called for, and this finally is a new situation evolving. And your new situation evolving comes in the form of also upright Durasaz, which is actually Thor. Durasaz, which means gateway. So gateway. This is the new situation evolving. So play very closely attention to this one. New situation evolving. Remember, the issue is the successful founding of your dojo. Um Gateway, place of non-action, the god Thor. With a gateway for its symbol, this rune indicates that there is work to be done both inside and outside yourself. Thorisaz represents the frontier between heaven and the mundane. Arriving here is a recognition of your readiness to contact the numinous, the divine, to illustrate your experience so that its meaning shines through its form. Thurasaz is a rune of non-action, thus the gateway is not to be approached and passed through without contemplation. Here you are being confronted with a clear reflection of what is hidden in yourself, what must be exposed and examined before right action can be undertaken. This rune strengthens your ability to wait. Now is not a time to make decisions. Deep transformational forces are at work in this next-to-last of the cycle runes. Visualize yourself standing before a gateway on a hilltop. Your entire life lies out behind you and below. Before you step through the gateway, pause and reflect and review the past, the learning and the joys, the victories and the sorrows, everything it took to bring you here. Observe it all, bless it all, release it all. For it is in letting go of the past that you reclaim your power. Step through the gateway now. It's a new situation evolving. And there we go. That was very expensive. Very expensive. I got something out of it too. No, both yeah. of you. So this inspired, so me, this inspired to, me to do a very cool thing where I'm from now on on Twitter, at least for now, I'm just going to post photographs of all the readings I do for people um, and just put up the pictures of the runes that came out and so that they that we always have a reference to go back on to look at when it was done. So I'm going to be posting that if my Twitter or my iPhone ever works. But yes, there it goes. So anyway, uh, I'm glad that Cicely, you got something out. Brady, any comments before we move on with Cicely? Yeah, I've actually just recently readopted the life review process where every single day, uh, at the end of the day, you go back through every single action you took during the day and you review every single thing you've done during the day. And it has absolutely changed my life. <laughs> it has absolutely created that gateway that, like you said, it's like the gateway doesn't open until you're ready, you know? And so that review process is the perfect way to make yourself ready to go through that gate. 
And I, I do that was both of those readings were just so on point. It's insane. I'd really actually like to see how they kind of line up with each other um, with the elements and the, the, the different characteristics of them. So anyway, um, yeah, so there's uh, that's it. Yeah, it's a very interesting story because he has the major arcana first. He had judgment. And judgment doesn't have a suit, so to speak. That's one of the court cards. And then he had a cups, two coins, and I want to say there was, I already put the cards back up. And the last one was a cups. But I remember the king of coins as well. So earth, neutral party, water, water. I wonder how those line up as well. I wonder. Overall, it's a pretty interesting thing to see through. Like, wow. I'm just looking at all of the the differences in the divination, but how the stories keep moving. It's really cool. Really cool. I also wanted to note that the history of it, um, where are runes from? Um, they're originally uh, from uh, they're the African continent, but um, they've been heavily adopted by the Vikings in Norway, that they're Norse. Okay. I've always heard of them used in Norse mythology and Norse storytelling, but I, I wasn't quite sure of their origins. Yeah. I think that's yeah. really, really cool. But don't tell any Vikings that they're, they're like, we have no roots in the Africa. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Now today... We may just do an hour episode because I'm thinking about another story I have to write. What do you think? Wait, so today you you have another story to write. So what are you saying? You're gonna end it and end. end I mean, end it now. I'm gonna end it at at the hour mark. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, that's fine because um, I also have to get up and start moving anyway so yeah that's not a bad idea so Brady and, uh, I you guys big time I'm working right now on my prototype instead of playing video games I'm not smoking any cigarettes while I do it so that's a good thing <laughs> yeah glad we really could be inspiration and you've definitely uh, both of you guys again I have to say that this just gathering today was really inspira inspirational because now I have a way that is going to be able to both um, give people a, a record of the kind of work that we're doing with the different divination tools as well as build up a following to help more people. So it's like a double thing because just by posting those and with a purpose – because I used to post them before, but now I'm posting them after I've done a reading and so that you'll always have access to it where you can go and look at it and then even search more of the runes for yourself and see what it has to do with this particular um, reading and what it was about, which is the issue is the successful foundation. Uh, the, the way I worded it to pull those stones is the issue is the successful foundation of Brady Crow's Dojo. And those were the thing that, things that came up. So... <clears throat> That's too cool. I appreciate you guys so much. I feel the love. I feel the love. I feel the support. And it's going to come back to you guys, too. Trust me. It's going to come right back to you guys. It is what it is. Uh, Cicely Marie, uh, Miss Goose, Silly Goose, I appreciate you um, staying consistent with this because uh, it's, it's definitely helped push us forward and, and make some stuff happen. So this is going to be really rad. I'm... I'm, I'm uh, I'm inspired.
you, you really opened up a fly a fire here. Well, I take the same inspiration from you. So, all right then, let's uh, let's uh, shut her down and and move out. And we got, and we'll touch base later when you have some time. Uh, let me know, okay, uh, Cicely? We'll do. All right. This has you know, been. I thought your- I was the silliest. I thought I was the silliest goose on calling. We might have to have a silly goose off. Oh no! You can't take that side. <laughs> That's a hard day. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> this has been your favorite silly wandering goose, Cicely Marie, on another episode of Divination Horror Stories, with my wonderful co-host, Mr. Hakeem Alibokas Alexander. And our great guest, Mr. Brady. And we're signing out.